Hello, this is Mark Ellen with Kevin Howlett, and we have the joyous task of listening to these fantastic anthology collections. And the last one, Anthology 3, shows their um, kind of evolution again from being the multi-track instrumentalists of the psychedelic period to going back to being a simple rock and roll band. And this dates from 1968 to very early 1970, when the group broke up. And the thing that struck me most was just the sheer amount of work. There's a wonderful orchestral piece called A Beginning, well worth hearing. It's about a minute long. And it was a George Martin piece that he wrote and, and conducted with an orchestra, which was meant to be a, a prelude to Goodnight. And even that's interesting, that all the group were involved in the process of making this record. And you can hear them on this take discussing it. John Lennon's lyrics are still in evolution. Uh, he's given the song to Ringo to sing. The idea they're putting so much effort into that. And eventually finished up being the last track actually on the White Album, didn't mm. they? What's interesting about the White Album is it's been portrayed as an album in its making that was very difficult. And there were a lot of arguments and a lot of bickering. But the documentary evidence in Anthology 3 seems to counter that. They seem to be very collaborative and very cooperative. For a start, before they started to make the album, they all went round to George's place uh, in Isha and recorded and made those these, demos. these demos. And that seems to be a very collaborative process. They're all encouraging each other and they're all playing each other their songs. They'd just come back from India with uh, Maharishi in uh, Rishikesh and it did provide a wonderful opportunity for them to do a lot of songwriting. So they had a stack of songs to record. So they recorded 23 demos at George's house and seven are included in Anthology 3. So you can really have a great time listening to an early version, for example, of Glass Onion, which I know you like. Oh, I love that one, where you can hear him uh, singing backwards at one point. He's trying to emulate the sound of his own voice being run backwards on a tape. So... It makes your point very clearly. You were saying earlier that it's about them writing records, not writing songs. They're writing songs, but with in their own heads, the sound, crucially the sound of what those songs would sound like, very much to the fore. And there's a later version of Glass Onion where you can see it's changed and John's made this fantastic little loop of a football commentator going, it's a goal, it's a goal. There's a sound of breaking glass. You know, So all that experimentation is there, which was never actually finished up on the, on the original. But the atmosphere in the studio. I love those moments you get a little tiny insight to what it would have been like. There's a bit on uh, Obladi Oblada where John goes, uh, this is take one for the United Jumbo Band, which I think is sending up possibly the fact that he doesn't like this song, which I think they spent about three nights recording or whatever. And there's a lovely bit before Hey Jude starts singing that song about in the heart of the black country, down in Boston place. <laughs> And also a song called Los Paranoias, which is fabulous, which is just an improvised kind of samba shuffle. Paul starts just based on something John says. And I love that idea that just little tiny details are woven into the performance. Yeah, Rocky Raccoon is a lovely, fun song. And when Paul is doing Take 8 that you hear on Anthology 3, he just um, does a, a, a fluff, you know. He, instead of saying stinking of gin, he says sminking, he's sminking of gin. gin. He goes sminking. I know <laughs> it's brilliant. Again, I can't think of it any other way now. Yeah, and an incredible version of Helter Skelter, where there's a four-minute edit of a twelve-minute version of the song, and it's just a song finding its feet, it's finding its rhythm, it's finding its sensibility. That's really good, actually, that Helter Skelter, because it's so different to the finished master mm, that you're, you're used to. But it's a kind of the bass on it is very funky, actually. And also this idea that the White Album was this very troublesome album to make and that they weren't getting on. Again, I'm baffled when you hear 
John trying to get the acoustic guitar part right for Julia. Oh, that's fantastic. And you can hear Paul on the talkback encouraging John, really being supportive. You know, at the end, John says, uh, that one was perfect, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that (laughs) the last song of the whole That was the last song to be recorded for the White Album. Yeah. And that's a lovely... I love those things. I love finding out those things. I, I was so thrilled to find out that I'm So Tired was recorded through the night, which is absolutely perfect, and it sounds like it. And I didn't know till recently that Come Together was almost recorded live. It's just the four of them playing, and they did it very, very quickly. And the drum pattern and the bass pattern on Come Together are absolutely astonishing. It's just magnificent. Yeah, because we're now talking about recordings they made in 1969, having done the early sessions for what became Let It Be in January 69. When they make their last recorded album together, Abbey Road... They didn't know it was going to be their last recorded work, I think, at that point, but they all are really trying, as usual, to raise the bar as high as possible and to make the best possible recording they can, and in collaboration very much with George Martin on Abbey Road, who hadn't been so involved well, in the Letter B session. that's right, and I know the best example of that probably would be Because, which you hear a version here of just the vocals, and you get the three Beatle voices overdubbed twice, so there are nine harmony vocals. It's just breathtaking, a real vocal symphony. I find that really moving to hear, actually, on Anthology 3, when you hear just the vocal track for Because, you can hear all that amazing, intricate harmony. And you have to realise that that was the last song they recorded with John present. And so it's his song, and they're working so hard to bring out this beautiful harmony vocal. And the last song that they recorded as the Beatles is I, Me, Mine, which was recorded in early January. And I always think that's significant too when you hear this version here and you hear that fading chord at the end. That is the last time that you hear the Beatles performing. In the same way that actually Get Back is the last time you hear the Beatles performing live to an audience. Yes, I, Me, Mine, uh, John was in Denmark, so it's just the three of them. And there's a lovely little jokey comment before they oh, do I, Me, Mine. He says something like, uh, this is uh, it's Dave D's away, but Mickey Titch and I are going to carry on the good work that's always gone down at Studio <laughs> 2, which is so fantastic. Yeah, and it's a George song, you know, even those tears, it's, again, just so moving to hear that as the last recording. Talking of great George songs, there's an original demo of While My Guitar Gently Weeps on here, which is just extraordinary. And there was an instance of him putting two versions of a song on one of his own records. And you, you kind of think, why, why didn't they do that here? That's right. When he made his first solo album, All Things Must Pass, there are two versions of Isn't It a Pity? Because he couldn't decide between the two, and they're both good. But this is exactly the same. These are, are both absolutely well, brilliant. They're, and they're You've startlingly different. That's the thing. Completely different. Because the, the version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps you hear on Anthology 3 is just George with his acoustic guitar with Paul playing just a subtle little organ part in the background. There's an extra verse in there too, which is, again, fascinating to hear a verse you've never heard before. Beautiful, gentle, lyrical version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Then they have another idea. It's a rocky version, and Eric Clapton plays guitar. But that is such a contender for the track that they should have included at the time. Absolutely, and another one, I suppose. In fact, we ought to just mention tracks that we're quite glad they didn't include. I think it's fair to say that What's the New Mary Jane, the John Lennon song, which he became completely obsessed with. Uh, He believed at one point it ought to be in a single, but it went from being a possible contender for a single to a not ever released (laughs) or worked up at all. It is peculiar, and it just doesn't seem to work at all, strangely. But in terms of, of tracks that should have been put out, Not Guilty, 
by George Harrison is an absolute masterpiece. I, I agree. Mean, I you agree. Cannot, it's so typical of George. It's got the George sensibility. It's got that kind of anti-establishment tilt to it in the grand tradition of Taxman and Piggies and Northern Song. It's an us versus them tune. And it's also got a wonderful lilt and a lightness of touch. And it's so completely George Harrison. And there were 99 different mm. takes of it. So it's not that they didn't consider this song seriously. They worked at it really hard. It, it, great track. It's so funny that I find it now impossible after hearing this anthology collection to think of Let It Be without hearing Paul's voice, this is going to knock you out, before he starts playing. And when you hear the tracks on Anthology 3, they are just so beautifully produced. That's the thing that i always struck by, is they were working in Abbey Road with really top engineers who were incredibly young at the time. You know, Jeff Emmerich was 20 when yes, he was working right. on uh, Revolver and Pepper. But everything is so wonderfully recorded. It's a joy to listen to these recordings on Anthology 3 and, in fact, Anthology 2 and 1. It really gives you an amazing insight into how the Beatles put these recordings together. You're used to the magic of the complete master and you're just given this glimpse of them in the studio coming up with ideas, joking around, being so relaxed in creating this marvellous music. It's fascinating. Yeah, there are times when you listen to it and you'd like to be in the studio. You feel you actually are in the studio. And uh, if you're new to the Beatles, then I suppose your next port of call would be the one compilation, the 27 number one uh, records that they had, or maybe the red and blue compilations, which are mostly greatest hits orientated. But if you're in the deep end, uh, like Kevin and myself, <laughs> then this is just fascinating. I yeah. think that the more you know about the completed recording the more fun you get yeah. when you hear the incomplete, the early version. But even if you're brand new to the Beatles, if you go to some of the tracks that we've mentioned, the tracks that should have been released at the time, you'll be astounded that any group would have the confidence to not include that on a record. I know. It's absolutely amazing. No, it's like seeing the x-rays of what was behind the finished picture or it's like reading about the circumstances of making a great film or something. It's just the more you know about its construction, the more you enjoy it, the more you get out of it. In fact, I know that Paul McCartney had been impressed by a, a TV film in which Picasso was filmed doing a painting and you could see layer after layer being put on by Picasso. And Paul often talked about that, how fascinating it was to see Picasso creating a work of art. And... I know that when they were doing Let It Be, that was a sort of philosophy he had in his mind, inspired by that Picasso film, that you can see the Beatles evolving the tracks that would then be, as the initial idea was, be performed in a televised live concert. And you can apply that Paul McCartney philosophy of let's show the different layers of how we got to the final piece of work by listening to Anthology and, and hearing these early versions. <laughs> 